people quickly. Fix their audio for them quickly. Before I even speak to them. Sound, sound, quickly. Fix their audio. They can't hear anything. Quickly, sound people, quickly. I'm waiting for you guys. Fix their sound quickly. Quickly, quickly. Before I even tell them what I will have them do for me tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fix their sound, fix their sound, fix their sound. Especially the Facebook community, they are complaining grossly. Hallelujah. 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 All right. They can hear me now. All right. So all of you on social media, community, do me a favor like we have always done. Help me share the video. Tag some people. Create watch parties. You know, put them on monogram, telegram, and drop them on WhatsApp groups. Let's flood the blue marble planet tonight with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. And all of you in our house campus, and I mean house centers and campuses, it's a joy to have everybody connected to the service. Hey guys, get ready. The word is going to come with power tonight. Revelation knowledge like never before. Those of you in the building, good to see every one of you tonight. We're going to have a great time of studying the word of God. Grab a pen, a Bible, your notebook, and you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the word of his grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, now, the book of Luke. But before we get to Luke, I hope you know we've been looking at a new series from yesterday's second service, Citizens of a Beautiful Country. Citizens of a Beautiful Country. The book of Luke, I mean Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake, if your Bible is mine, I will underline speak, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Unto the fathers by the prophets. Next verse. Have in these last days spoken. If your Bible is mine, I will underline the word spoken. Spoken unto us in his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the world. Now, so we said that the fathers of the Jews, the Old Testament patriarchs, Genesis to Malachi, God through the prophets spoke to the fathers. Spoke to the fathers. In these last days, he hath spoken. He hath spoken unto us in his son. Because the son is not speaking for God. The son is God speaking for himself. And yesterday we began to look at how the prophets communicated in types and shadows and limited knowledge in the Old Testament. And we saw that their communication was in the midst of their discourse, in the midst of all the things they were saying. Then they will interrupt the discourse and bring forth a prophetic word. And that can only be understood when the scriptures are rightly divided. And we said David, arguably, is one of the prophets of the Old Testament that was most quoted in the New Testament. We began to see the writer of Hebrews, how he made reference to David's writings. For example, look at Hebrews chapter 5 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 5 verse number 6. As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The writer of Hebrews was quoting from Psalm 110 verse 4. Psalm 110 verse number 4. Put it up. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Thou art a priest. 
Now when he says thou art a priest forever, who was he making reference to? When David said that, who was he making reference to? He was making reference to Jesus as a priest in Psalm 100 verse 110 verse 4. So in the Psalms of David, we will find words concerning Christ. We will find words concerning today. So we can look at today's activities from the Psalms of David. We can look at today's activities from the Psalms of David. Now, the truth of God's word today will be seen in the prophecies of David. The truth of God's word today will be seen in the prophecies of David. Now, in the sacred Psalms of David, you will see all that God spoke in portions and portions and portions. In the New Testament Greek, Matthew to Revelation, David was mentioned 59 times. David was mentioned 59 times. In the four Gospels, David was mentioned 39 times. 59 times in Matthew to Revelation, but in the four Gospels, 39 times. You know, this will not only refer to the Psalms alone, but also his person, where his person is mentioned. So in the four Gospels, 39 times. In the book of Acts, you will find David mentioned a number of times. Let's do a little bit of study tonight. Acts chapter 1 verse 16. Acts chapter 1 verse number 16. Men and brethren, this scripture what needs have been fulfilled. Which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas. Which was guide to them that took Jesus. So now, when he mentioned Judas there, he is making reference to Christ because it is connected to the crucifixion. So all those sufferings of Christ was predicted in the the Psalms of David. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 25. Acts chapter 2 verse number 25. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. David speaketh concerning Christ. David speaketh concerning Christ. So like I said, even in speaking about Judas, he was still speaking about Christ. Not like Judas' family. But about, you know, the work of redemption. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 29. Acts chapter 2 verse number 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 34. Acts chapter 2 verse number 34. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand. So the future is in this world. God's future plan was spoken and written in the old covenant. God's future plan was spoken and written in the old covenant. It's key to know that. Because this was a sermon when Jesus rose from the dead. And David was cited. 
Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 25. Acts 2 25. Acts 2 25. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand, I should not be moved. Look at verse 29. Acts 2 29. Acts chapter 2 verse 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Look at verse 34 of Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 verse 34. For David is not ascended into heavens, or into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down on my right hand. So David was quoted copiously in the very first sermon on the day of Pentecost. That implies that Jesus, in explaining things to the apostles, you know, um, had more substance in David's writings. In the 40 days of Jesus' teaching the apostles, he had more substance in David's writings. That means there were more things to say from David's writings. Remember we said that Jesus had explained to them, you know, all of those things. It's not that they knew those things, alright? It was the teaching ministry of Jesus. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So that means he had a whole lot to say from David. Look at Acts chapter 4 verse 25. Acts chapter 4 verse 25. Who by the mouth of thy servant David had said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? David is quoted again. Look at verse 26. Acts chapter 4 verse 26. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. When he was saying that, David was speaking about war with the kings of his time. He was speaking about war with the kings of his time. But within those activities was a prophetic word concerning the persecution of the church. He was speaking about a present day event where they were. But within that prophetic pronouncement of David was a future revelation of the persecution against the church. So again, the future was hidden in a present event. The future was hidden in a present event. So while the speaker is discussing a present event, the spirit of Christ was pointing to the future. The spirit of Christ was pointing to the future. Please pay attention. So, in the happenings of the Old Testament, we will find prophecies and statements about today. Things that were said, things that were spoken about today. Look at Acts chapter 7 verse 45 in the sermon of Stephen. Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles. Whom God drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. So Stephen made reference, he made mention of David. Look at Acts 13.22, brother Paul. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. 
And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Brother Paul quoting David. Look at that Acts chapter 13 verse 34. We read earlier. Acts 13 34. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead now. No more to return to corruption. He said on this wise. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Look at verse 36 of Acts 13. Acts 13 36. For David after he had served his own generation by the will of God fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. So Paul preached the same thing Peter was talking about. He said David was not speaking about himself. So you will find those folks speaking. You will think they are speaking about themselves. But they were speaking concerning Christ. Look at Acts 13 again verse 36. Pay attention. Acts 13, 36. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. Look at 37, 37 now. But he, whom God raised again, saw no corruption. See that? So in David's words were prophecies concerning the resurrection of Christ. Let's examine brother Paul and his commentary on David in the epistles. Look at Romans chapter 1 verse 3. Please pay attention. Romans chapter 1 verse 3. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Of the seed of David, when we speak of David, we are talking about authority and kingdom. When we speak of David, we are talking about authority and the kingdom. Look at Romans chapter 4 verse 6. Romans chapter 4 verse number 6. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. That scripture is key. If your Bible was mine, I will just draw a circle around that verse 6. An entire circle around that verse 6. Mark it. Because David is speaking about righteousness without works. David is speaking about righteousness without works. And brother Paul quoted from Psalm 32 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 32 verse 1 and 2. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Whose sin is covered. Verse 2. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputed not iniquity. And in whose spirit there is no guile. In whose spirit there is no guile. So, in the present tense, you will think he is talking about himself. And maybe a special privilege he has with God. And all that. But we have seen that David was speaking concerning the believer in his Psalms. Yesterday I said, everywhere you see the prophet spoke about Christ, let's go a step further and see the believer in that prophecy. Alright, so they spoke about the believer in his Psalms. 
He is speaking concerning the believer in Christ Jesus. Look at Romans chapter 11 verse 9. Romans chapter 11 verse 9. And David said, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. David here was referring to those who do not believe the gospel. Those who do not believe the gospel. Look at Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. According to my gospel. That's the last time brother Paul mentions David. Let's look at Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews. Now, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 4 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 7. Again, he limited a certain day saying in David today. After so long a time as it is said, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32. Just, you know, a story concerning David. And what shall I more say, for the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also. Alright, so he mentions David as one of the elders who through faith obtained the good report. And then in Revelation, you can write this for further study. Revelation 3, 7. Revelation 5, 5. Revelation 22, 16. i go over it again. Revelation 3, 7. Revelation 5, 5. Revelation 22, verse number 16. Now the key element, the key element. Why was David dismentioned? Why was David dismentioned? What was important about David? Number one, because he was a prophet. How do we know he was a prophet? Acts chapter 2 verse 30. Acts chapter 2 verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. So David was a prophet and a prophet concerning Christ. David spoke concerning Christ and he spoke concerning today. He spoke concerning Christ and he spoke concerning today. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 25. Acts chapter 2 verse 25. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand. I shall not be moved. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 30. A lot of scriptures good for your health. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. So he knew and he spoke concerning Christ. David knew and he spoke concerning Christ. Now, let's see where Jesus spoke about this psalm. Psalm 110 verse 1. Psalm 110 verse 1. Where David spoke about it. Sorry. 
The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Arguably, one of the most quoted texts of the Old Testament. One of the most quoted. That's Psalm 110 verse 1. Anytime you read Christ raised from the dead, seated on the right hand, that is the text where it is always brought from. Anytime you read the concept of Christ raised from the dead, seated at the right hand, it is referenced from Psalm 110 verse 1. Psalm 110 verse 1. Remember, remember, we have established that John wrote about that psalm. Paul wrote extensively about that psalm. That particular Psalm 110 verse 1. Remember, we also said that when they were speaking about Christ, about a person, we will step further from where they stop. And see the man in Christ. So the believer has been spoken of by David. The believer has been spoken of by David. Who he is today has been said ahead of time. So David is a prophet that spoke. Look at Matthew 22 verse 41. Pay attention. Matthew 22 verse 41. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, next verse, saying, what think ye of Christ? Hmm. What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. Jesus asked them a question and their confusion just increased. Jesus did not dispute that he is not the son of David because he was the seed of David. Look at verse 43. Let the discourse continue. Matthew twenty-two forty-three. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? How then, if David is his father, how then does David in spirit call him Lord? In Hebrew, it will be Adonai. Lord, Adonai, maker. So he asked them, if he is his son, how did he call him maker? How did David call his son, my maker? Adonai. What think ye of Christ? What do you think of Christ? I love Jesus. Whose son is he? They said David. Why then did David in spirit call him Adonai, my maker? Look at their answer, verse 43. Matthew twenty-two forty-three. 43. He saith unto them, How then does David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, 44. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Hmm, that's a serious matter. Look at the next verse. 45. 45. If David then called him Lord, how is he his son? 
How is he his son? Next verse. And no man was able to answer him a word. Just like when we say, all of you that want to do water baptism, who baptized John the Baptist? No man don't answer him a word. Put that scripture back again for me. And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. You know what? They just decided we will kill this guy. There's no point even engaging him. We will just kill him and just finish with him. <laughs> you know, that was their conclusion. Now, Jesus was making them think of the incarnation. That he is son, yet he is Lord. He is son, yet he is Lord. How did Paul explain it? Paul explained it as seed of David according to the flesh. But the Lord of David by resurrection. Seed of David according to the flesh. But the Lord of David by resurrection. So he solved it for them. So David was mentioned many times. And David speaks a lot into the future. That means we will find today in yesterday's words. We will find today in yesterday's words. Please stay with me now. <clears throat> the next person we are looking at, or the main person in this subject of discourse, is Abraham. Abraham. Abraham was quoted 73 times. 73 times. The question is, was Abraham a prophet? Well, the funny thing is, the Jews saw him as a patriarch. Yes, he was a patriarch. But the epistles saw him more as a prophet. The epistles saw him more as a prophet. So, you and I have no business seeing Abraham as a patriarch. You and I today have no business seeing Abraham as a patriarch. And you must stop claiming Abraham as your father. Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons as Father Abraham. You are one of them. And so are they. So let them praise the Lord. Leg up, Father. They can play inside church. They can play inside church. <laughs> Leg up, Father Abraham. And everybody's carrying leg up. Has many sons. Hand up. It has become physical exercise. In the church. If Jesus makes you happy, clap your hands. In church. Why wouldn't people be drinking olive oil as God in a bottle? When they are busy lifting hands and clapping hands, Jesus is making them happy. Even CRK don't do that. This is below CRK. <clears throat> my father is Damina. I am Abel Damina, not Abraham. <laughs> I'm not Abel Abraham. <laughs> Abraham is not your father. Stop claiming Father Abraham. Okay? Because those that refer to Abraham as father were Jews. He was the father of Jewish people. 
according to the flesh. And brother Paul was very clear. There was no ambiguity in brother Paul's communication. Look at Romans chapter 4 verse 1. Romans chapter 4 verse number 1. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, where Jews are concerned, we are Jews. I'm not a Jew. I'm a Nigerian. We are Jews are concerned. Put it up again. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh where the Jewish people, where natural men are concerned, what has he found? According to the flesh, natural. Was Abraham a prophet? Incidentally, he was the first person in the entire Bible to be called a prophet. Genesis 20 verse 7. Genesis 20 verse 7. Now therefore, restore the man his wife. For he is a prophet. They have collected his wife. Restore him his wife. For he is a prophet. And he shall pray for thee. And thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not. No doubt that thou shalt surely die. Thou and all that are die. Restore him his wife. For he is a prophet. The word prophet is. He is my spokesperson. He is my spokesperson. So Abraham was declared of God. As God spoke person. The word Nabi in the Hebrew. Nabi. N-A-B-I. Nabi in the Hebrew. So he is God's spokesperson. That means in Luke 24, 25. All, all fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. The prophets, the prophets, the prophets beginning from Abraham. The prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory, the prophets. So that means Abraham will speak concerning the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow. That means Abraham will speak as a prophet concerning the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow. Interestingly, he has no book. There's no book of Abraham. But his words were written. That will mean that Abraham had Christ in his utterance. Abraham had Christ in his words. So in the words of Abraham as a prophet, we will find Abraham speaking about the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow. Please stay with me. So, number one, Abraham was a prophet. That means we can locate Abraham in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. God at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke to the fathers by the prophets. Abraham was one of them prophets who spoke to the fathers in partial revelation. Abraham was one of them prophets who spoke to the fathers in partial revelation or partial truth. Number two, he spoke about Christ's sufferings 
and the glory that will follow. He spoke about Christ's sufferings and the glory that will follow. So, when you hear the blessings of Abraham, will it be his possessions or the blessing he spoke about? The one he spoke about, that's right. The blessing he spoke about. So, the blessing he spoke about is the blessing of Abraham. It's not the cattle and the and the animals and the horses. Uh-uh. The blessing of Abraham is the blessing that Abraham spoke about. Not his material definition of wealth. Not his material acquisition. But the blessing that Abraham spoke about. Look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 6. Pay attention. Galatians chapter 3 verse number 6. Even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Next verse. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. The same are the children of Abraham. Next verse. And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the hidden through faith. Preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations of the earth be blessed. That word um, is the children of Abraham. Look at verse 13. Verse 13. <clears throat> so I can get it right. Verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made a cause for us, for as it is written, Cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Next verse. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Give me verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9 of Galatians 3. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So number one, the promise was made concerning who? Christ. The blessing was made concerning who? Christ. Who was God's spokesperson? Abraham. So Abraham was the prophet who spoke concerning the blessedness in Christ. He spoke concerning the blessedness in Christ. So, pay attention to these statistics. Abraham was mentioned 73 times. Seven times Abraham's as a person. Did you notice that the epistles don't use Abraham? The epistles don't use Abraham, but Abraham. Even when referring to when he was calling himself Abraham, the epistles didn't call him Abraham. The epistles still called him Abraham. The epistles refers to him strictly as Abraham. So in the four gospels, you will find Abraham mentioned 35 times. 35 times. 
And the most important information you will hear about Abraham in the four Gospels was in John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Please pay attention. Because John chapter 8 had the most vital information about Abraham in the entire four Gospels. Look at that John chapter 8. Let's pay close attention. John 8, 33. John chapter 8, verse 33. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we are never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? The Jews are answering Jesus when he says, You shall know the truth, he shall set you free. Alright? Next verse, 34. Jesus answered them verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. Wow. Jesus. Look at verse 37 for time. 37. Look at Jesus' use of words. Pay attention. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Look at Jesus' use of words. Okay, give me the next verse. The next verse. 38. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And you do that which you have seen with your father. Look at Jesus' use of words. Are you still here? Now, see how he changed it. My word has no place in you. I do that which I see of my father. You. That means our father is not the same. You do that which you see of your father. 39. Now he's going to change the term here. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you will do the works of Abraham. Now he has changed the term children. What Jesus is saying is, you are not Abraham's children in the context of this discourse. Alright? Look at verse 40 now. Let's follow the discourse. But now, you seek to kill me. A man that had told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Next verse. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him. This is insult point now. He has insulted them, so they are insulting him back, right? Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father. Even God. You know what they are saying? You will not even know who your father is. Okay? Now, next verse. <clears throat> Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you will love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. 43. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Next verse. You have your father the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. What Jesus was saying is the devil is not Abraham. So Abraham cannot be your father. Your father is the devil. Now, so a Jew, listen carefully, a Jew can naturally be a descendant of Abraham. But spiritually, if he is not born again, he's a child of the devil. A Jew can be a natural descendant of Abraham. But if he's not born again, he is a child of the devil. So that means, Abraham, being a patriarch, had two streams. Abraham, being a patriarch, had two streams. Stream number one. There's a patriarch of the fact that Abraham is a patriarch of the Jews. Then he is also called a patriarch as touching faith. So Jesus talks around these two angles. Number one, a patriarch of the Jews, naturally. And a patriarch of the faith. John 8.49 John 8.49 Jesus answered, I am not a devil, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. 50. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. 51. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now 52. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that you have a devil. All this while we've been discussing, we are still suspecting you. But now, you, we know you are possessed. We know you have an unclean spirit. You are not a normal person. Abraham is dead. And the prophets, and thou say yes, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. 53. And thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead, whom makest thou thyself? They are angry now. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God, Jesus. Yet, you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like you. But I know him and keep his saying. 56. Your father in the flesh, Right now, in the flesh. Not the devil, in the flesh. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Whoa. Jesus is talking about resurrection. Abraham was not in that day. He only saw it. Where did Abraham see the resurrection of Jesus? On Mount Moriah. When he received of Isaac in a figure. So, the words of Mount Moriah are also prophetic. Abraham was a prophet. So, the words of Mount Moriah 
are also prophetic. He saw the day of the resurrection of Christ. He saw the day of the resurrection of Christ. And they said, you are not yet 50 years. Look at verse 57. These guys are daft. Look at 857. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Next verse. Uh, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. I am. They were spiritually daft men. With all the things Jesus is saying, these guys were still speaking like some blind guys. So we find Abraham natural things. And we find Abraham supernatural things spoken by faith. So two streams. To the natural Jew, he's a patriarch. And to us in the faith, he is a patriarch. And I will explain in a few minutes. So mark John chapter 8 because that is a key area to understand why Abraham is called father. Look at Acts 3.13. Acts 3.13. Abraham is mentioned there. Acts 3.13. 3.13. And the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, had glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Just a mention of Abraham there. Acts 3.25. This one is key. If your Bible is mine, I will draw a circle around that entire verse. Or if you have a colored pencil, that's a verse to color. You are the children of the prophets. And of the covenant which God made with our fathers. Saying, unto Abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Whoa. All the kindreds of the earth. What was he talking about in your seed? Who is the seed of Abraham? Christ. In your seed, which is Christ. He has picked out Jesus among the natural descendants of Abraham. In your seed, then he takes Jesus out of Jewish people. In your seed, which is Christ, different from those whom their father is the devil. Thy seed, which is Christ. So, while the Jew will think he was talking about himself, he was talking just about one person. So, in verse 25, he explains that blessedness as what? Look at it again. Let me read. So, you see the blessedness of Abraham. You are the children of the prophet. And of the covenant which God made with our father, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Next verse. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. Sent him to bless you. How? In turning away every one of you, from his iniquities. So he explains the blessedness as turning away every one of you from their iniquities. That is the blessedness he is talking about. And we will come there maybe tomorrow. 
you will see that that is the blessing he is talking about. In Genesis 12, 3 and 7. The blessing. Genesis 12, 3 and 7. We'll read it in a few days. Then take note of this reference. Acts chapter 7, verse 2. Acts chapter 7, verse 16. Okay. Acts chapter 7, verse 17. Then Acts 13, 26, which is historical. Now, then Acts chapter 3, verse 25, vital. Acts 3, 25, vital. You will see Abraham's blessing as natural. Okay? But in Acts 3, 25 and John 8, it features Abraham as a prophet. A prophet. John 8 talks about Abraham in a spiritual way. So whereas you will find reference of Abraham in a natural way, you must know the difference. Because there are two streams. You must know the difference. So Romans chapter 4 verse 1 now. Romans 4 1, pay attention. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found? Verse 2. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Next verse. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So again, Romans chapter 4 explains a whole lot about Abraham. Look at verse 9. Romans 4, 9. <clears throat> Comment this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or Upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. This takes away the Jews straight away. Because Paul's argument is, at what point was Abraham declared righteous? At what point? Was it when he was circumcised or before he was circumcised. Then he said, he was not circumcised before he was declared righteous. He was declared righteous before circumcision. So, you are not righteous because you are a child of Abraham naturally. All these Nigerian Jews, Cameroonian Jews, I think it's inferiority complex. I think so. I just think so. They think by saying that there is a special blessing. You know. Because they don't even know the Bible. Jesus called real Jews. Not Nigerian Jews. Not uh, Cameroonian Jews. He called real Jewish people in their town. Your father is the devil. The original Jews in their town, not in a strange country. He looked at them in the face. Your papa is the devil. 
So there's nothing there to attract me to want to claim that I'm a natural Jew. Nothing. Nothing. It's just inferiority complex or gross ignorance. Are we in the building? So you are not righteous because you are circumcised. You are not righteous because you are a child of Abraham from Judea or from Samaria or from Nazareth or from Bethlehem or from where. You are not righteous because of that. You are righteous because of faith. Because Abraham was declared righteous before circumcision. You know why? You are not a Jew until you are circumcised. The mark of Jewish, of being a Jewish race was circumcision. And Abraham was not circumcised. So, Abraham was not a Jew. I hope you know that. The Jewish nation began from Jacob, the grandchild of Abraham. The twelve tribes of Israel started from Jacob. So, Abraham was righteous as a non-Jew. Without even circumcision. That's why you don't need to go to Israel and look for oil or water. There's nothing there. Nothing. I am fully persuaded that the bananas and the apples from Nigeria are even better than the ones in Israel. Leave that in. There's nothing there. Oh, oh, sure, you can go for tourism. Travel. Traveling is education. But it has no spiritual relevance. There's no Jew, there's no Gentile. There's no Jew, there's no Gentile. The wall has been broken. He called Jewish people in their town. Your father is the devil. What are you talking about? Amen. <laughs> I tell you, there are people that won't like this. Who, 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 what will their life do for me? Who cares? Amen. You are righteous because of faith. So Abraham was so declared righteous because of faith. And you will see Abraham's faith and then you will see Abraham natural. Two streams. Look at Romans 4.13 now. Romans chapter 4 verse 13. <clears throat> For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. Through the law. But through the righteousness of faith. Through the righteousness of faith. So when you hear people celebrating Jews, you know that they don't even believe their Bible. They don't even believe their Bible. Today, people get behind pulpits talking about Abraham in a natural sense. Whereas, the epistles only focuses on Abraham's faith in a spiritual sense. That is the one that relates with us today. The faith of Abraham. Look at that Romans chapter 4 verse 14. For if they which are of the law be heirs, Faith is made void. And the promise is made of non-effect. Next verse. Ooh. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. 16. 
Therefore, glory to God, it is of faith that it may be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now hold on there. What does he mean by Abraham the father of us all? It is not because we are born by him. But because he becomes the first patriarch to believe and be righteous by faith. So that is why we discuss the children of Abraham. Not because you are born by Abraham. But because you follow the steps that Abraham took. What steps? Righteous by faith in the resurrection. The steps of Abraham. Look at Romans 9 verse 7. Romans chapter 9 verse 7. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Verse 8. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. Did you see that? They which are the children of the flesh, natural Jews, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Is it clear? The children of the promise are counted for the seed. They are counted for the seed. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Galatians 3, 6 as I close this service. Bless the night. Even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Next verse. Know ye therefore that they which be of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Glory to God. Children here means we follow the steps of Abraham. How did he become righteous? By faith. How are you righteous today? By faith. Give me verse 7 of Galatians 3. Know ye therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Next verse. And the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the hidden through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Glory to God. Stand on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. What is the blessing of Abraham? Righteousness without works. What is the blessing of Abraham? Righteousness without works. Abraham believed. He believed. And I'm sure in the course of this we'll do some analysis on Abraham and you will understand, you know, the depth of what I'm sharing with you tonight. Abraham just believed. He believed and it was counted to him for righteousness. 
Today we believe. We believe. It is not just counted. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Lift your right hands together, Father. We pray tonight in faith for everybody in this building, those watching online, those on television and radio all over this land. We ask that revelation knowledge continues to grow. Our realities in Christ continues to be made manifest. Our hearts are enlightened. Revelation knowledge growing big. The word of Christ multiplying all over the blue marble planet. Men sitting in darkness totally liberated. Guilt, condemnation, totally damaged. The righteousness of God by faith being made manifest. We are found in him. We are found in him. Not having our own righteousness, but the righteousness which is of Jesus by faith. So we decree and declare tonight, everyone hearing the sound of my voice, every voice of fear and every voice of the enemy is silenced in the name of Jesus. We rebuke sickness and disease. Satan, get your hands off in the name of Jesus. Sick bodies, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen like thunder tonight. Glory to God. Somebody bless tonight. Amen. Listen to me. In two minutes, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush and we're going to have an explosive broadcast tonight. You don't want to miss it for anything. But just before I join Mr. Michael Bush, this is an announcement for all power citizens in Aquaibom State. Next Sunday is the last Sunday of 60 days of glory. Everybody will be in this house next Sunday. The entire church. Everybody come back to church next Sunday. Help me spread the news all over the state, wherever you are. Power City is the place to be next Sunday. First service, first service, 7.30 a.m. And second service, 10 a.m. Both services, we're going to have the entire house, no house center meeting. All road leads to 98 Waniba Road. I'm going to be preaching, we're going to be celebrating, and we're going to have a blast next Sunday. Are you excited about it tonight? That's the way we're going to round up 60 days of glory. I tell you, it's going to be, it's going to be Matale Nemanga. If you're listening on radio, begin to iron your Christmas cloth. We're going to have a, we're going to have a celebration here next Sunday. And let me also mention, I'm, I've just written a book that will be ready next Sunday. And we are going to give that book free to everybody that Sunday, first and second service. You are not paying for that book. And that book is a book that deals with the complete issues of salvation. All the scriptures that create doubt on salvation. All of them. All of them. Over 30 of those scriptures. Sound exegesis on each one of them. Establishing eternal salvation beyond any shadow of doubt. That material is an equipment that you will use in dislodging any argument on the subject of salvation. And we're going to give it free to everybody next Sunday, you know, in the service. As our way of saying, thank you for being a part of 60 Days of Glory. I'm too excited about that. And for those, for those international, we're going to upload it on a portal where you can download for free anywhere you are around the world. It's a gift 
to our generation. And I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Now, I want to take up your offerings tonight and listen to me very carefully. Within this week, we're going to take up a very special offering and I want everybody to be very sacrificial in giving. You know, every year after teaching 30 days, I used to take an offering for myself. I'm still thinking about that, but this is more important than the one for myself. I want to take up an offering that will help us continue, continue the glory program on all our radio stations, continue it on all platforms, you know, for the whole month of September, October, November, December, every day. We want to blanket everywhere. We're not resting. Corona did not rest for over half of this year. We will not also rest. We're better. We're far, far, far. We have no basis for comparison. So we want people to think about it, pray about giving sacrificially to help us pay off all these budgets and bills and just be pumping the word everywhere for the rest of this year. So I'm going to take up a special offering to that effect. And I want you to pray about it, think about it. But that's very key. In fact, that is more important to me now than you giving me a personal offering. That's more important to me. So think about it, pray about it, and just obey the Holy Ghost. Some of you, the Holy Ghost may ask you to pay for a radio station for one month or two months or three months or even to pay for it for the rest of the year. You know, we want everybody to really take on the responsibility of helping us to pay the bills so we can just push the word out there. This is very important. I've prayed about it and I know as you listen, the Spirit of God will show you exactly what to give, what to do. The Spirit of God will show you what to do. And I'm fully persuaded this is the direction God will have us go for the rest of this year. And I want to thank you, partners and friends and everybody that has been sacrificial and will still be sacrificial. Brother Paul says you gave once and again unto my necessity. What's the necessity? Necessity is laid on me and woe is me if I preach not the gospel. So the preaching of the gospel is my necessity. Let's push this word. Let's get this word everywhere human beings are around the world. The, the days of ignorance and bondage and religious confusion is over. Let's flood. Something has shifted in the entire blue marble planet. It's not enough to shift it. Let's consolidate it. Somebody shout, I hear you. So that's very important. So pray about it. Think about it. I will talk about it again in the course of the week. But I want you to grab your offerings tonight. We want to give radio audience. Mr. Michael Bush is going to read the account for you in the next 60 seconds. And those online, the banking details are scrolling on television. The banking details are there. We're giving in faith. We're giving with joy tonight. Father, thank you for everyone giving. We give willingly, joyfully, responsibly, intentionally for the advancement of the gospel. And we rejoice that we are privileged to be part of what you're doing in these days all over the nations of the earth. Eternal deposits taking place in the lives of men and women, youths and children all over the nations of the earth. And so we ask that tonight our offerings are a sweet smell before you. And I decree for everyone giving, your needs are met supernaturally. And where there is need for a miracle, receive a miracle. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. And thank you for the blessing upon this household of faith. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to see you in the other studio in the next few seconds, but I'm leaving you now to join Mr. Michael Bush. Invite more people, call more people on radio to tune in. It's going to be an exciting time tonight. Let's celebrate viewers around the world as I connect with you guys on the other side. Amen.